The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Chris and Nick Show post New York Giants victory. I am one of the hosts, Nick Bellotto, joined, as always, by Chris Flaming. Chris, we had a nail-biter, a 10-7 to disgusting game that ended in the most fitting way possible. A 35-year-old wide left, not wide right, to bring back the nostalgia of our hearts, wide left field goal. From the New England Patriots, a rookie kicker sent it wide left, giving the New York Giants a 10-7 to victory over the Mac Jones slash Bailey Zappi-led New England Patriots. It was gross. There are some cool takeaways we're about to go over, but Chris, how you doing? Oh, after that game, I'm just... I'm I'm kind of just glad it's done. We are we are officially on the bye week, so that's good. Um, th- this game was, I, I suppose, the best way to spin it was it was a defensive struggle. This was a showdown between two ag- good aggressive defenses and two barely watchable offenses. Um, the, the offensive side of the ball was kind of an offense against football this week, but. This this game really was a repeat of last week. The Tommy DeVito, the Giants quarterback, got the snot beat out of him over the course of the game. Meanwhile, the Giants defense came away with a bunch of turnovers and put the offense in position to come away with enough points to win. And you know, now the Giants are on their first winning streak of the year. First winning streak of the year, two consecutive wins as the Giants go into the bye week. As you just mentioned, Tommy DeVito was sacked six times in this game. That's a step above what we had last week, right? Tommy DeVito did have some throws, though. There was the one, there was a couple timing throws that I felt like were were really synced up well. There was the one drop, I think that Sterling Shepard had earlier in the in the first half. A couple throws of Jalen Hyatt up the sidelines. You had Jalen Hyatt shimmy JC Jackson out of his shoes. That was a really cool thing to see for the New York Giants future moving forward. Jalen Hyatt had a really good game. He had five catches for 109 yards. That's on six targets. I mean, this is the first time a New York Giants receiver went over 100 yards in how long? I feel like it's been a little bit of time since a New York Giants wide receiver has gone over 100 yards. And those are just some of the positive takeaways from the offensive side. There's a lot more positive takeaways from the defensive side. But Chris, do you have anything on Tommy DeVito and Jalen Hyatt specifically? Yeah, I got to say, the one player that really impressed me was that 41-yard pass. 
because in that game, in that play, the Patriots brought the house. They sent mm. a ton of pressure. They had a complete breakdown in the back end, which really allowed Hyatt to get behind. What was it uh, was it JC Jackson on that one? The corner, whoever was in coverage. And DeVito read it quickly and delivered a good pass down the sideline, maybe slightly underthrown, but considering he had a lot of guys in his face, the pocket collapsing around him, you really couldn't ask for much more. Yeah. Overall, I think that kind of had to be the play of the game for really either team, except for, you know, rookie kicker missing a 35 yard field goal in the rain. Um, yeah, we were told beforehand that Belichick has been making one confusing, to say the least, mystifying coaching decision every game. And I think this, in this game, it was relying on a rookie kicker with the game on the line in the rain. It's a 35-year-old, or 35-year-old, 35-yard field goal. <laughs> you expect the kid to make that, and you know, I'm sure he's going to be quite worried about his job security, but that's a conversation for another day and maybe another podcast. The New York Giants, though, listening to Bobby Okereke after the game, you could tell, man, the players, and I know Ed talks about this a lot on the website, the players wanted this win. A lot of fans were looking forward towards the draft, and I would say, hey, that's your prerogative as a fan. I'm never going to begrudge anybody for doing that. We want to maybe find a true solution to the quarterback situation that the New York Giants are in right now. But there's still plenty of football to be played, and the Giants just won two games against Sam Howell, and now Mac Jones and, and Bailey Zappi. They have six interceptions in the last two weeks. Chris, Last season, when the Giants had a playoff victory, the entire year, they only had six interceptions, which is pretty wild to see how the defense is clicking, although they are taking advantage of some bad quarterback play. Yeah, yeah, they really are. And now, you know, things kind of get difficult again for them after this bye week. They'll have oh, Monday night football. Um, sure. I suppose we would have heard by now if the NFL was going to maybe flex that out and go with, say, Cowboys-Eagles for the prime primetime game. But they've got Green Bay. Green Bay suddenly looks like they've got some life to them. Uh, Jordan Love looking a little bit better. They've got a good defense. The New Orleans Saints shortly after that. So, And, of course, the Giants are going to have two games against the Eagles themselves. Yet they... I don't know that they are going to have quite as easy a time feasting on these turnovers that they had the past two games against Sam Howell and uh, Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, uh, whichever one I suppose is the starter going forward. And those two quarterbacks, they were only sacked twice in this game. But despite that, man, just watching five out there, watching Kayvon Thibodeau fly around the field, man, making plays on the edge against Ezekiel Elliott and Ramondre Stevenson, harassing the quarterback, defeating offensive tackles cleanly in your scene. He's just somebody that, look, it's a sophomore season, just arrow pointing up, trajectory high. Just keep aiming for the stars, Kayvon Thibodeau, because it seems like you're landing amongst them. And I'm very, very intrigued and interested to see what this young man is going to be able to do moving forward. Hopefully when the giants are a little bit more competitive. So that's another thing we could take away here. Yeah. The giants are winning football games. Are they getting knocked down the draft order a little bit? Yeah, they are. But how do our young guys look? We talked about Jalen Hyde at the top of the show. Then came on Thibodeau on the defensive side of the football has looked pretty good as well. Yeah. Th there are a lot of fans who are very frustrated with Joe Shane, but a lot of his draft picks are paying off right now. Wandale Robinson is 
a good receiver. He is a good option. He's very, very slippery in that short to underneath area. He's got that background as a running back so he can handle those uh, fly sweeps, the toss plays behind the line of scrimmage. Then you've got Jalen Hyatt stretching the field. He's got much better ball skills than Darius Slayton. He is honestly a much bigger threat down the field than Slayton is, particularly at this point. Then you've got Mike McFadden playing kind of out of his mind as a player who was benched twice last year. Uh, DJ Davidson looked pretty not bad out there, even though the Patriots did have some pretty good runs up the middle. I thought that mostly happened when the Giants went for a, for that uh, two-down lineman look. Uh, their three-down lineman looks held up a bit better with Dexter Lawrence out. But then you've got Kayvon out there, and yeah, he is developing very, very well. He had that kind of, sort of, a sack. I am actually a little surprised they gave that to him. I thought uh, it was Mac Jones at that point was beyond the line of scrimmage when Kayvon tracked him down, but I guess close enough for the NFL. But the way he plays in reaction to those screen passes that the Patriots were relying on because neither of their quarterbacks could throw downfield. Yeah. He was so quick to read them so quick to disengage from the blocker and get out and make a play on the ball on the outside runs, those screen screen passes. He is becoming a very rapidly becoming a complete defensive end out there. And he might not have the same pass rush upside as say miles Garrett or Micah Parsons, where it almost doesn't matter who's lined up from across from him. He's going to give them headaches, but he is just such a good run defender in addition to rushing the passer. And he has a knack for making timely plays. He does have a knack for making timely plays, and he was just picking up on what the Patriots were doing offensively. It's not like they were doing anything too creative because they're so limited at the quarterback position. Damn, does Mac Jones look awful oh. out there. Bailey Zappi, not that much better, but Mac Jones looked awful out there. And uh, what the Patriots were doing was run up the middle, and I think Jonathan Vilma said this a bunch of times throughout the game, but it was pretty obvious. We're going to run up the middle, and then we're going to throw to the outside little quick screen passes to Demario Douglas, who... Looked pretty good every time he got the football in his hands until Cam Brown took his head off on that one punt return, knocking him out of the game. But it was easy to figure out for the Giants. But if you were an edge rusher, I should say, because you could start to see if it is a pass and they're not handing the football off, let me just get into that passing lane. And Kayvon did that in a solid manner, in my opinion. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L. V-A-N 29.com.
three interceptions. The one by Xavier McKinney was one where once I realized, I think it was a play action pass, Bailey Zappi was dropping back to throw and he was taking a little bit of a long time on that deep over route. I was like, I think this is going to be intercepted. And I couldn't even see Xavier McKinney on, on the field at the time. And then you just see 29 just dart and undercut that pass to, to intercept it. You had three interceptions by this New York Giants defense, which is uh, turning into a, a turnover machine the last two weeks. And that's all amidst these reports of Wink Martindale and Brian Daber, Dable having some sort of fracture, which is something else we can maybe touch on at, at another time. But it, it is unfortunate because I do really appreciate the defense that we are seeing from Wink Martindale and that we have seen over the last season and a half. Yeah, particularly since the Giants defense gives up yards. You know, they're not highly ranked. They're not highly rated. They faced some very good offenses this year. So they're going to give up points, particularly as, you know, they have a very inexperienced secondary. They've had guys going on and off the field with injuries. But even dating back to last year, Wink's defense really has been the strength of this team. And the pressure they are able to apply on opposing offenses, forcing them to make mistakes, has really been at the core of every single Giants win over the last two years. So it, I hope that martindale wink and brian dable are able to smooth things over but it i feel like it would be a shame for the two to part ways because they they seem to have complementary philosophies on football it does it does seem like that They're, they want to dictate a lot of the times at least last season we saw brian dable dictate maybe a little bit more than he did this season also we have on the defensive side Deontay Banks with his second career interception on a <laughs> on a pretty egregious Mac Jones yeah. overthrow but like I say just all in all overall rookie cornerbacks look they can struggle we've seen Deontay Banks struggle it hasn't been a perfect season for him but I've been impressed with this kid just since he's basically arrived I know he's given up some touchdowns in the red zone but I'm uh I'm really liking what I'm seeing from uh Deontay Banks what about you yeah he he is maturing nicely yeah I think the most important impressive thing with that interception was that he made it, that he was able to get that second foot down inside. It kind of reminded me, I, I don't know if you watched the iron ball last, last night between uh, Alabama and Auburn, yeah. but that touchdown at the end where, or I'm sorry, no, it wasn't the touchdown. It was the uh, catch along the sideline where the receiver was just, uh, it was amazing that he got his foot down and didn't land two yards out of bounds because he he went up and it seemed like he was never going to come down and it looked like Deontay Banks was going to just go flying out of the, out of bounds and basically it just be an incomplete pass which I know Mac Jones would have loved because those interceptions he threw were backbreakers for the Patriots yeah I, I think it was Vilma who commented during the game that this could have been very different if the Patriots hadn't thrown those interceptions because they were in position to score when they turned the ball over twice, I believe. And it, th those were really just back-breaking plays. Good for the Giants for being opportunistic and taking advantage when they put the ball in danger like that. But man, you, you can't count on that week in, week out. Not at the NFL level. 
No, you can't, man. And it was, dude, you look at the the play-by-play log on ESPN, it's disgusting. It's five plays, fumble, three-play punt, four-play punt, nine-play punt, five-play punt, four-play interception, four-play punt, three-play punt, three-play punt. It just goes on and on until you start hitting some of the turnovers and then the two Giants touchdowns, that, or the two touchdowns, I should say, one by Ramondre Stevenson that were scored in this game. But, man... Just a disgusting game at this point of the season. At least the Giants have a bye week. Hopefully they can get healthy. Andrew Thomas can heal up. You have Dexter Lawrence hopefully heal up, get his big rear end back on the football field. But Chris, anything else before we get out of here? No. I, all I have to say is over the bye week, the Giants need to get healthy. And also, maybe root for some of the bad teams <laughs> surrounding them to win. You know, the, the Giants should be rooting for the Buccaneers. They should be rooting for the Commanders, the Bears, the Patriots, the Panthers. Yeah, because, you know, right now, fans want the team to win. And players obviously want to win. But the, the season isn't really going to be going anywhere. We've talked a lot about that. And... The Giants need an infusion of talent. They need to continue to build this core of talent. And yeah, it, better draft picks are going to make that easier. Just having the opportunity to pick players. And, you know, it it's a tough thing to have the 30,000 foot strategic view right here in the middle of the season. But this team lo- looks a lot better with even if the Giants don't draft a quarterback, getting a Marvin Harrison Jr. or, say, a Dallas Turner to go across from Kayvon Thibodeau or the, I'm not going to attempt to pronounce his name on the fly, but the right <laughs> tackle from Oregon State or Ola Fashnu out of uh, Penn State. You know, these are all, the Giants need that infusion of talent. So, yeah, I just hope yeah, the wins are great. I just hope they're not Pyrrhic victories in the long run. Or they need the infusion of talent that they've received over the last couple of years to actually develop into their potential. And I'm really referencing Evan Neal, who firstly needs to get healthy before we can yeah. really start thinking about that. But that that's one major thing that we have to look at. And like the Giants need Evan Neal to develop into the tackle that they thought he would be on the right side of the line of scrimmage. And until that happens... You know, I don't know what the Giants are going to think about investing high draft capital back into the tackle position. So we'll have to wait and see how they feel about that. I don't know who the offensive line coach is going to be next year. There's going to probably be a lot of turnover on this staff. A lot to still play out. But as of right now, the New York Giants got that 10-7 to victory over the New England Patriots to head on into the bye week. Chris, anything, any parting words? Nope. Uh, everybody, enjoy the bye week. You know, Maybe sleep off some of your turkey. Uh, weather's kind of not great outside. No. Good time to just you know stay in, enjoy yourself. Stay in and enjoy yourself. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Chris and Nick Show. We are on Big Blue View Radio. Please like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast, wherever you get the podcast. And also head on over to bigblueview.com. Check out all of our written content. Take care of each other and have a lovely one. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. 
It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.